This is Ariel Guayo, Kin 102, Section 2. This is my second podcast. The date is October 21st. Um, my interview here is... Greg Bellander. Okay. Um, what is your career title? I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Kinesiology, and uh, I am also the coordinator of APU's Adapted Physical Education Added Authorization Program. And your education? I do have some. My education is uh, I have a bachelor's, bachelor of science degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in pedagogy, which is the science of teaching. And then I have um, a single subject credential in physical education and an adapted physical education added authorization. Um, all of those first three were from California State University, San Bernardino. And then um, I earned my master's degree in master of science in education um, from California Baptist University and I am in my fifth week of a PhD program in leadership studies at California Baptist University as well. So. Oh, okay. Um, certifications, credentials, I heard you mentioned a couple. Yeah, so the, the ones that would be considered certifications or credentials would be the single subject credential in PE, so that authorizes me to teach um, physical, physical education from grades K through 12 and then um, NS General Ed, and then my adapted PE added authorization, which authorizes me to teach um, students from the age of three, so preschool, all the way through age 21, if they're still in the public schools, um, who, and, and all those students would have disabilities of some sort. Okay, and special areas of interest? Uh, my biggest area of in interest is inclusion, um, but primarily in two settings, so inclusion in uh, general education, physical education classes, because I, I see the benefit of that and the benefit of students that have been segregated for years and years and years, like growing up and learning together where they can. And I think physical education is a great place to do that. So um, to have students with and without disabilities included there. And then um, really the focus, well, my PhD is in leadership studies, but um, but my focus there kind of follows my other passion of inclusion, which is inclusion in the church as a whole. And um, the church somewhat includes people with disabilities, but there's been large amounts of exclusion and there's a lack of knowledge there of how to include, and so people don't get included. Or, um, and so the focus of my PhD specifically would be like looking at um, how to, how like probably developing an assessment instrument for church leaders, that's the leadership part, to um, assess themselves and assess their the church to see how inclusive it is and where they can make progress. So not to condemn, but to like educate them. Okay. So um, that was a lot. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, so what was some previous work in the field before being a professor? So I taught um, adapted physical education in Corona, Norco Unified School District, and that was for 11 years. And then I taught um, substitute teaching before that, but then I also taught in my last two or three years um, teaching adapted physical education during the day. I was also teaching one night a week um, in the same program here at APU, the Adapted Physical Education Authorization Program. So.
Um, so I've taught as an adjunct professor as well. Okay, cool. Um, what is some general advice you would give to a college freshman like me or a transfer new to APU? So general advice would be, um, and this is advice that I didn't heed until I actually started my PhD program a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> but um, take all your syllabi in the beginning of the semester before, you know, as soon as you get them. Um, and put all like you know make a table or something and put due dates going down or, or weeks of the semester going down and then in in each one of those like put the assignments that are due um, that week from all of your classes so that then as the week like week three comes up and you look and it's like okay this is due in kin 102 or you know or this and this is due in kin 102 more likely and then um, and this is due in you know calculus and this is due and whatever and so um, I think it's helpful to have it all in one place especially to be able to look and say like you know what um, homecoming's coming up next weekend or whatever or this weekend that's that's too close um, you know Thanksgiving week like I don't want to spend like having to do a whole lot of work so like right. is there a lot to that's do the following week that I can do and it's just helpful to have it all in one place and then specifically put those in your calendar and treat it like you know I, I heard people kind of talking about this like when I was in college but um, you know make appointments to do specific assignments not just like I'm gonna work on homework um, because that will like it, it locks you in a little bit more and then puts an end time to that too it's not like okay I'll start on homework and then if I have more I'll just finish it like and then it just like the same, the same assignments that aren't due yet, just keep like... Adding up and filing yeah, up. Yeah, filing up. That's so. something new. I haven't heard of that one. Like a specific appointment for your homework. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm doing now too. And there's times where like I have to like veer off course and then I, at the end of the day, make myself like, this is the part that doesn't come natural because I'm not very good at scheduling, but make myself put that in somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well now, some advice relating to the kinesis major. So my first question to you would be, do you know what you want to do? And it's okay if you don't, because a lot of people don't. Um, I have an idea. Um, there was uh, a, a lady from Casa Kalina, mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, she, she was OT and that definitely interests me. Like her presentation, everything, what she did, working with kids that young as well, is always something that I wanted to do. Just like be able to work with kids. I felt like I was able to connect with them <laughs> a lot better than other people. Um, but if not that, I wanted to see if I could like finish the kinesis major and then like go into an accelerated nurse program to become okay. a nurse practitioner maybe. Um, that's the two I'm thinking right now. Potentially it could change because I still need to like test, like experience those kinds of areas mm -hmm. of work, so yeah. So to give you my answer, you kind of alluded to it already, like um, it's shadowing. I. Um, in my previous podcast um, <laughs> with Sebastian, who also wants to go into OT, uh -huh. interestingly enough, who's also Pandora, <laughs> um, I was saying that uh, that he he was asking me like, did did I always want to study kinesiology? How'd that come about? And I actually struggled in school um, in college because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and um, I had I had friends that also didn't know what they wanted to do, but were able to like put that aside and still get the work done mm -hmm. I was not so um, but it wasn't until like years later a few years later that I like did some job shadowing and I, I found the career that I wanted and I said that's what I want to do and then I went back to school and I was really motivated but um, 
I could have saved myself a lot of time by shadowing much earlier than that. And so if, OT, you know, I would even say like, I mean, I'm sure Dex has the um, contact information. Oh, yeah. She even gave it to you. But follow up with her and said, you know, like I was, if she's willing to come out and talk about what she does, you know, and take a, take a, a take that time out of her schedule, chances are like she's even more willing to like host someone um, and, and pour into them, you know, about what's, what her passion is. And so I would like reach out to her and say, you know, I was really, um, presentation really got me thinking and uh, you know, I, I would love to come out and see see you actually do do this work you know see what you do on a daily basis and you know can I come out and shadow you for a couple hours when it's when it works for you and the sooner you lock that down the better because your path even with a kines, um can change so right now what's your concentration um, is, it, is it health professions or, or health it, professions yes is? okay so that would that would be good for both OT and then also nurse practitioner, mm -hmm. um, because especially for nurse practitioner, like it has the sciences that you need for the health professions. Yeah. Um, OT, I think I've heard that like the AES concentration would work as well. So, so for you, it's it's probably less important if if both of those are strong possibilities. It's less important that you figure out exactly what you want to do right now because you're on the same path. You're on a path that's going to work for both. Right. Um, but you know, if you let's say you do shadow both of those really soon, and you're like, ooh, that's not what I thought it was. Um, then you want to figure out, you know, you want to figure out that direction soon so that you're not uh, wasting time and money in college taking classes that you don't need. Right. For that, you know, for your ultimate goal. So. Yeah, and also taking classes that I do need because exactly, exactly, and so yeah, so you you'll make better use of your time, especially at a place like APU where it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and your money and uh, and then it's motivating too, like you know, even if you're. You seem like you're fairly motivated right now, but even if, you know, knowing specifically what it is, like that will like take you to that next level of motivation to where, you know, even those general ed classes that weren't that exciting, um, you know, all of a sudden they're a little bit more exciting because you know what you want to do. Right. So. Okay, thank you. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, moving on. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no. It might be going too long, but <laughs> um, the other thing I would say is all your professors here, like I know all of them, and if you have an interest like OT, like don't hesitate to reach out and say, I would love to see this person. Or, you know, nursing, I don't, um, I know some nursing faculty, but, um, uh, you know, like if you tell one of us, like, hey, I would really love to see what a nurse practitioner does. I mean, you live nice and close, like, or your home is nice and close. Yes. <laughs> so, so you could probably even like find, you know, nurse practitioners within your own health network or something that would let you do that. But, um, but you know, if you, if it's another profession where like you don't know how to get a hold of people or, you know, reach out to us because we do have connections and, and I'm sure all of us would love to, you know, put you, you know, even if it doesn't, even if it like that determines like, oh no, that's not really what I thought it was. Like, right. We know that that's still helpful for you. Yeah, the network. It's better than realizing that, like, after you have, you know, four years and several thousands of dollars like, oh, yeah. invested in that. End, so. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, on to the next. Um, what do you enjoy most about this field? What would you say? About the field? Um, or your field specifically it doesn't have to be kinesis as well. Oh, well, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but not necessarily higher education. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, so I love that kinesiology just in general is about activity, physical activity, and so um, and 
that's also what I loved about um, working in adaptive PE. Was a job where I wasn't. I, I don't like this part of a higher ed sitting behind a computer with no windows yeah. and uh, not seeing the sun a whole lot. So, um, you know, in those 11 years when I taught adaptive PE, I was um, outside quite a bit. I was moving along with kids and um, and really enjoyed being active during the day. I remember like doing, um, you know, just the step counter on my phone, like just. Just in the work part of the day, like I'd get 10,000 steps, like, and it, and it boiled down roughly to like if I was going to a high school, um, it would be about 2,000 steps that I was taking. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time like I park, go in, go to the school, go the like the way back to the PE section or whatever, uh-huh. and then do PE and, and whatever physical activity with them, and then like maybe check in with a teacher or two. And on my way, it was roughly 2,000 steps, and then in elementary school it was like roughly a thousand steps. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, if I did a couple high schools and a couple elementary schools, like I was, you know, very quickly, um, maybe not 10,000, maybe like 8,000 or something like that, but, um, but it varied from day to day too. So I love being active and most, in the health professions, you're going to be active, but there's also like a lot of big work too. So. That's what I've been told, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you know, you're on your feet, you're walking to this room, to that room to see people or whatever, but, um, you know, yeah, with nursing and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I like that part about Kinesis. Um, then in higher ed, I mean, most of our students in Kinesis are passionate about movement, which is why they're, they're, they've chosen the major. So, you know, <laughs> enjoy that part too, just the students being invested in, you know, and what it is that we do, so. Okay. So what kind of person do you think should consider going into this profession, um, or just the major specifically? I know you touched on it a little bit. Yeah, People so be, like, liking to be active, I think, is important, um, and I think it's important to be a good role model for Customers, clients, patients, you know, whomever, kids, whomever you work with, obviously. Um, so that's important. It's not everything because, I mean, people have injuries and things like that that, you know, prevent them from being, um, like, practitioners in kinesiology can have that happen where they, you know, have injuries that limit their physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's not everything, but... Um, I think because there are so many possibilities in Kines, it's hard. It's a hard question to answer. So I'm right. trying to avoid the question, but I think <laughs> um, I think with it, all that all I'm trying to say is that it's it's open to a wider variety of people okay. because there's so many different you know, career paths that you can go down. Right, the variety mm-hmm. amongst yeah. Okay. Um, what was the biggest challenge you encountered when um, as a professor or as a um, an adaptive physical ed teacher. Either one you can... Yeah. Sure. Um, let's see, as an adaptive physical education teacher, uh, maybe one of the challenges was um, I mean, sometimes specific students would be challenging. So, like, I might work with a student that um, is on the autism spectrum and has very limited um, like 
nonverbal communication skills. And so, you know, doesn't communicate a whole lot by words. Mm -hmm. um, maybe doesn't, um, maybe has a hard time attending to what I'm saying too. And so communication is very challenging. Um, but a lot of times those were my favorite students too, because when we, um, when we made progress, like the progress meant that much more. Right. That, you know, that we were connecting somehow or, you know, I, um, a lot of people with autism, like, don't, don't show a lot of, like, affect, a lot of feeling, emotion. Um, and so, you know, like, when I would get a smile out of, you know, those particular students, it was like, oh, wow, that was, like, incredible. Because it wasn't something I could take for granted, you know. Um, it wasn't something I saw all the time. So, um, so sometimes this, you know, specific students were challenging. But at the same time, like you know, the most I was with them any given day was like thirty minutes, and then I'm on to the next set of, of students. So, um, so it wasn't it wasn't challenging. Another challenging part of the job, or again, it's not super challenging. I was able to like get over it, but no one totally understood what I did. So, you know, as I check into a school. Maybe it's 10.30, I'm there until like 11.05, and I'm walking back through the office, and they're like, oh, are you done for the day? And I'm like, no, I have a full day. Like, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they just thought I, you know, like, I only worked the half hour that right. I was there at their school, and so, um, so, again, not super challenging, you get used to that, but and those kinds of questions, they're like, oh, you have a degree? Yeah. <laughs> I do, I have a couple. <laughs> but, um, but then in... In higher ed in general, I think one of the challenges is um, imposter syndrome. And so like, and I, I know this isn't just me, but it's very common to feel like you don't belong here. So, um, and it's not, it's not because of like the attitudes, especially at APU, it's not because of the attitudes or actions of like other professors. It's just um, imposter syndrome is like that feeling that like any minute someone's gonna like figure out that like, oh, we're not, or you're not who we thought you were. Um, maybe you shouldn't be here. So, um, so that's that's one of the more challenging parts. And for me, like that comes from probably my lack of like not for not having a PhD and also not um, being super super well trained in research. Like that will come, you know, now that I'm in school for it. But right. Okay. Well. That's pretty much it. Thank you very Sorry, much. That was a lot. <laughs> no, it's okay. More the better, honestly. Okay. okay. Do you have any other questions that have like nothing to do with the assignment? Mm. It's